1: Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
2: All right, we roll along, Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Super busy, as you would expect, on this crazy Monday with the two games yesterday, the Super Bowl on the way, the Brady news over the weekend and everything else. If you are just jumping in here, we spent much of our first hour on the AFC game. And to me, the biggest storyline coming out of that by far is the way this loss is going to stick to the principles in Kansas City. It's going to stick to Andy Reid, who, for all of his greatness, has a history of losing games he shouldn't. Hembo, you phrased it to me earlier when we were talking uh, off the air. Exactly right. No coach loses more big games that he shouldn't than Andy Reid. And I think it also sticks to Mahomes. There's no two ways about it. When you're Patrick Mahomes, your playoff history was spotless. Perfect. The only two losses he had were everyone else's fault and most certainly not his. Yesterday is beginning with the blunder at the end of the first half and then going through a terrible second half and overtime. Patrick Mahomes loses that game. There are no two ways about it. He loses that game. And the great ones very seldom lose games like that. So it doesn't mean he's not great. It doesn't mean he's not going to be an unbelievable player. It doesn't mean that you wouldn't start a team with him. None of that. But it is a loss that goes on his permanent record. That one goes in ink, it's not a pencil. So those were the AFC takes. Let's go to the NFC. Greenies takes. All right, Mike, got five takes. We'll count them down on what we saw from the Rams and the Niners yesterday. Number five. Look, while Stafford is going to get all the attention for the redemption, do not overlook that with Odell Beckham. Do not overlook the redemption story of OBJ. This is a guy who was cast out. The Giants couldn't wait to get rid of him. The Browns couldn't wait to get rid of him. The crazy circumstances, and in much the same way that Stafford gets to now say, see, it wasn't me, it was them. OBJ gets to do the same thing. How would you like to be Baker Mayfield watching that game (laughs)
0: yesterday? I I like when when we can debunk sort of myths on the fly like this because as recently as like a month or two ago there were a lot of people in this industry that believed that this was not a winning player and Dominique Foxworth came on get up and just kept telling us no he's really talented it's not him it's you and that was proven yesterday once again
2: it certainly looks that way at nine catches well over 100 yards yesterday big plays now Cooper Cup gets all the attention and I think that's part of it too that Odell is there and seems so willing to be a piece to the puzzle and it was a great piece to that puzzle yesterday. There have been some games that he's been fabulous, and some games you haven't noticed him as much. So it's not the flash and dash that he was once upon a time. He's just a great player, and he's got a chance to win himself a Super Bowl here. So it's not just Stafford who needed the redemption and got it. It's OBJ as well. Number four. Uh, Jimmy G is just bad. He's not average. And this is finally one that I'm right about. Hembo and I have been having this fight. (laughs) And I don't like fighting with Hembo because he's almost always right. Because you've got all the numbers on your side. And when in doubt, like I always joke around, like a lot of people like to argue by just sort of suggesting that whoever yells louder is right. Hembo usually has numbers. But now I just have tape. They won that game two weeks ago in Dallas in spite of Jimmy Garoppolo. They won that game last week in Green Bay in spite of Jimmy Garoppolo. And they lost yesterday, not because of Jimmy Garoppolo, but he didn't help. If that team had Aaron Rodgers, they'd be twenty and zero. <laughs> you know the the, the 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 little known secret about the 4 ers dashes—they're great when they're healthy. Their defensive line is unbelievable. That whole front seven, Nick Bosa is a freaking stud. They got good players on the back end now. That drop by Tart yesterday. Over makes you overlook the fact that he's a really good player. On offense, they have George Kittle. He's the best tight end in the NFL with the exception of no one. They have Debo Samuel as one of the truly unique weapons in the NFL. They have Ayuk and this this third guy uh, Johnson, who's a really good player. They've got, they they develop Elijah Mitchell because they just find ways to run the football because the coach is really creative for that. They play around their quarterback. Did you forget about their Hall of Fame left tackle? They have the best left tackle, they have the best offensive lineman in the NFL, and That's Trent right. Williams. That's right. So, are you willing to concede now that I was right? Jimmy G is not average, which you told me he was. He's worse than that. That's right. And I have a number to
0: prove it because I was really into my feelings this morning, Greeny.
2: But over the last
0: three years in the playoffs, over the last three postseasons, there are 21 games in which a team entered the fourth quarter with a double digit lead. Those teams are nineteen and two,
2: <laughs> and the
0: only two losses are Jimmy G yesterday and Jimmy G in the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, I don't, I don't, I've never met the man. I, you know, you, you're inclined, sort of, as a man, to hate him just because he's so good looking. And there's oh. there's something about a man being that good looking, that rich, and that famous, and that <laughs> uh, that uh, great athlete that he obviously is. That just makes you like, yeah, you know, he's just that. It just makes you feel bad about yourself. Very badly. Having said that, I hold nothing against Jimmy Garoppolo. I wish him nothing but success. He's not very good. And I think that was proven out in the course of what's happened here. Um, I don't know what the controversy I know there was a big controversy last week. I'm not going to stick myself in the middle of that. There has never been a time in my life where I woke up wondering what Jeff Garcia thought of anything. So whatever. But Jimmy Garoppolo, if you look back now on this run that they had, what part of it would you say? He was responsible for one great drive at the end of the Ram game, mm-hmm. at the end of the regular season. He needed one drive, and he got it. And, and look, again, he's going to go someplace else. Someone's going to pay him. He's going to be the quarterback in Pittsburgh or what are some, Tampa. Is, is that where they're going to go? What are some of the other places that are looking for a veteran quarterback?
0: Maybe Indy. Is that possible out there?
2: Is that an upgrade? Uh, Is is, is Jimmy Garoppolo a significant upgrade from Carson Wentz? I think so. They might not. Yeah, but but you hate him. You are to Wentz as I don't even know who I am to. (laughs) (laughs) You have to disqualify yourself from any conversation that involves Wentz. Anyway, these are my NFC takes uh, coming off the NFC Championship game yesterday. Number three. Kyle Shanahan coached that game scared of his quarterback. Mm. But I still cannot believe he punted on fourth and two from the 45-yard line. I can't believe it. When they, 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 he had two minutes to think about it, right? There was that challenge for, we'll get to that. I don't know what the hell Sean McVay is doing, but there was a challenge that gives him two minutes to think about it. And when they run the offense back out on the field, Aikman is like, yeah, they're going for it. As, like Basically, as well they should. And then they do that ridiculous thing where they try and draw the guys off sides. Now, you want to argue in favor of that having been the right call? That leads to the sequence where Stafford throws the interception that's dropped. That should have been a pick. Mm-hmm. It actually should have been a move that worked out. But that said, you're in that spot in that game, win the freaking game. Fourth and two? What's your best play on a two point conversion? Run that. It's easier to convert it in the middle of the field than it is in the end zone. Run that play. Go out and win. And what was the stat that you gave the guys this morning on TV? So th-
0: th- in the last, in the fourth quarter of Kyle Shanahan's. Last three playoff losses. So that's yesterday. That's the 2019 Super Bowl against the Chiefs, and that's the 2016 Super Bowl against the Patriots. When he was the OC for the Atlanta Falcons, he was outscored uh, 13 to nothing, 21 nothing, and 19 to nothing. A total of 53 to nothing in the fourth quarter of those three
2: games. Now, you want to give him some credit. You have to be in those games. Mm-hmm. So he was in the Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator five years ago, and he was in the Super Bowl as a head coach two years ago, and he was in the NFC Championship game yesterday. So he's obviously getting a lot more right than he's getting wrong. But I thought he coached scared of his own quarterback in the fourth quarter yesterday, and you can't win that way. All right, next. Number two. Sean McVay is in his second Super Bowl, and he is coaching against a member of his own coaching tree, and he's 36 years old. It's insane. It's insane. I mean, that guy, look, I know there's a lot of things to question about yesterday. I don't know that, that he got everything right. I, I, I will ask one question. Here's the question of the day. Let me, I'm mixing my segments here. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. Who is advising him on challenges? <laughs> like, whose job was that? Because whoever it was, it certainly isn't anymore. If they lose that game because they have no timeouts left yesterday, that person gets fired. They challenged two plays yesterday that he had no chance to get right. One of them, he challenged a spot that was ridiculously generous. They moved it backwards. (laughs) Those are two of the worst stupidest challenges I've ever seen. I'm like, at one point they went to a commercial. and I was like, you're going to a commercial. We need to see this again. It wasn't even close. Who is advising him on these challenges? Could have easily cost him the game. You wind up early in that. Was it early in the fourth or at the end of the third? Whatever it was, that he that, that, has no timeouts left. There's like a whole game left to be played, and he had to play it with no timeouts. Could have easily cost him the game. So that was brutal. But that said, look, there's a lot of Sean McVay bashing out there. Can't argue with this. He, he, he took a team to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff as his quarterback, and now he's back. I think you got to give him a lot of credit. And again, the guy he's coaching against was from his coaching tree. (laughs) And he's 36 years old. Number one. That said, I love that the Rams went all in. They have no draft picks now, ever. When's the next time they have a draft pick? Do they even go to the draft? Do they have a scouting department? Do they don't need to draft? What picks do they have?
0: Well, their next first round pick is 2024. And their last first-round pick was Jared
2: Goff. <laughs> <laughs> See, but they don't, they don't care about that stuff. No, and don't. you know what? But if you can trade—I've always said this, and I host the draft. I love the draft. The draft is critically important. But these people in the NFL act like every one of these draft picks are worth their weight in gold. Mm. So sometimes I'll hear things like, well, I wouldn't trade a two for him. A starting quarterback? Uh, great players? Are you kidding? Von Miller? Uh, Jalen Ramsey, these guys weren't uh, worth whatever it is you gave up to get them. You're out of your mind. I love that the Rams went all in. Doesn't usually work in football. But in this case, it absolutely did. So congratulations to them. It'll be the Rams and the Bengals playing in the Super Bowl two weeks from yesterday. Meanwhile, here's another trivia question for you. Joe Burrow could become just the third quarterback ever to win the college football national championship and win the Super Bowl. As a starting quarterback, you would have thought that would have happened a lot. It's only happened twice. Only two previous players have ever won college football's national championship and won the Super Bowl as the starter. Do you know who they are? I'll tell you next on ESPN Radio. Greenie, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to macy's.com slash today. That's macy's.com slash This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. I'll answer the trivia question here in just a moment, and we're going to open up the phones for you in about 10 minutes. I will tell you when to call, and we'll do the traditional Monday hot takes. Uh, but first, uh, for those of you who are feeling a little blue about the end of the uh, football season here, we only have one more game. I have some good news. I just came across a tweet, and that is that baseball spring training starts in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm only kidding! Oh, come on. oh, they're never playing baseball again. Stop it! No, it's over. Actually, baseball. I'm not sure if, if word of this has reached you, Hemo, but they've decided to disband. We now have three major sports. The the the, 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 the relation, the labor relations are so bad. They just decided. You know what? Hell with it. We're done here, uh, and so that's it. Hemo. I visited. It's, um, it's never coming back.
0: I visited MLB.com over the weekend, and that was a mistake.
2: What was the number one story on uh, MLB.com <laughs> this weekend? Was it a football story?
0: No, it was the night the Macarena took over Yankee Stadium. <laughs> I said that to you, remember? Yeah, that was the story. Number one story was the night that the Macarena took over Yankee Stadium. It does
2: seem like the most important thing going on in the sport, so I can see why they'd lead with that. I asked the question, what can Joe Burrow do that only two other players have ever done before? And that is, be the starting quarterback on a college team that wins the national championship, and then subsequently, be the starting quarterback on an NFL team that wins the Super Bowl. Only two previous quarterbacks ever did it i know you know the answer uh hembo do you guys have you seen let me ask bubba because he never looks at the document Mm. you probably haven't looked at the google doc where the answer is written do you know the answer to this question well i definitely didn't look at the google doc but uh i think i know go ahead and
1: i think it's joe montana (laughs) and then i think it's Another Joe, Joe Namath. That's correct. Hold on.
2: He looked, or someone told him. There's no way you just got that. Uh, the answer is you have to be named Joe in order to do this. Namath won the title at Alabama, and then, of course, Super Bowl three. Montana won the championship at Notre Dame, and then obviously won four Super Bowls in San Francisco. And now Joe Burrow, who just two years ago, you realize that any season, the last two seasons that he has finished healthy, he won a championship in college, and he's one game away from doing it Here in the NFL, he he really is an incredible story. You know, the job search can be a long, frustrating journey. That's why ZipRecruiter's AI does so much of the work for you. They send you jobs you can apply to with one click, and they pitch your profile to employers. Sign up for free at ZipRecruiter.com. Now what's going on, Nuno? Not much, Greeny. Nuno is a unique personality. There's just that je ne sais quoi. He puts notes on all of the games into the Google Doc for me.
3: I'm definitely a survivor, And I
2: like it. I just enjoy it. Nuno's Notes. Ah, uh, sure. Let's do it. All right. Once again, I did not talk over the outro to that. So Nuno's notes today are actually really good. He, he eschewed many of his usual joking around kind of notes, and he put in some really good insight. So let's run through some of these, Nuno, and the group will talk it out. So for the AFC game, he writes, maybe everyone will stop complaining about the OT rules now because, you know, the defense did their job. And I think that's a really important point to make. Rex Ryan never stops telling me. The new overtime rule can be a huge benefit to the defense. You make one stop and you get the chance at sudden death. Suddenly, a field goal wins it for you. You can give up a field goal and you don't lose. You kick a field goal and you win. Buffalo are the number one defense in the NFL. They couldn't even think about stopping Mahomes. Yesterday, Cincinnati took on the challenge. They picked off Mahomes. They went down and they could play it for a field goal for the win. They didn't have the added layer of pressure of needing to score a touchdown to end the game. So, Nuno, look, I tweeted immediately. Where is the whining about the overtime rule? I missed that this week. All of you who hate the, the – the, the, again, you tell me you like the college football overtime rule better than you like the pro. I'm sorry, but you and I have nothing further to talk about. Um, and at the NFL overtime rule, if you want to adapt it, I'd be willing to listen to that conversation. But I think it works just fine and you know it worked real well yesterday for Cincinnati.
3: Yeah, I mean that was the that was the perfect, you know, blank you that the NFL could give everyone who's been complaining about that rule, right? Because it worked as expected. Uh, you know, and you probably thought I know my uh what was it, Josh Allen had a cute tweet about it, right? The pain and all right. that. And it's just like it is what it is. Them the rules, bro.
2: So I, I, I'm with that. The next thing that Nuno wrote is Andy Reid's clock management would make Mike McCarthy blush. Now, we have pointed out repeatedly that Reed keeps losing these games he's supposed to win. But Bubba, let me ask you, as the resident Cowboy fan on this show, when that clock runs out at the end of the first half on them and Mahomes is trying to call a timeout he doesn't have, what thoughts went through your mind?
1: Um. Yeah, I start to kind of get uh, flashbacks, and uh, <laughs> it's not not good. I just immediately start to think I'm watching a Cowboys game again, and uh, yeah. I mean, although Reed is the originator of the uh, bad clock mm-hmm, management, mm-hmm. so I guess uh, I, they they've been known what it's like if you're a, a Eagles fan or a Chiefs fan what it feels like. But no, I mean it's it's incredibly frustrating to be in a, in a huge spot like that to have something like that happen. It's it's incredibly frustrating. We said it all along a game's going to come down to clock management McCarthy and for it to be a Chiefs fans it's it's crazy it's frustrating
2: one more Nuno note Hembo that I like he writes for a great quarterback Mahomes has no situational awareness which cost his team the chance to become the next dynasty I like the back end of that we've talked a lot about Mahomes and the mistakes he made yesterday but we talked about the Chiefs being the next dynasty in the NFL I ask you Hembo is that conversation over?
0: I think it's probably over because the Chiefs' best chance to do this, to win two or three, was now, was already. They had the best team in the NFL, I thought, the year they lost to the Patriots in the conference championship game. They obviously won one. They lost last year, and they regressed further this year. I'm not so sure we're not going to see you know the, the, the Joe Burrows, the Justin Herberts, the Lamar Jacksons, etc., the, the other great young quarterbacks in the AFC— Take it from them. You have to capitalize, maximize on your opportunity because keeping a team this good together for any extended period of time is very difficult when your quarterback makes $40 million a year.
2: I agree. I agree completely. So those are the AFC Nuno's notes. To the NFC Nuno's (laughs) notes, one of them is, my gosh, is Jimmy G awful? Like, seriously awful. Nuno, pick up on that thought.
3: (laughs) I just... He is a definition of just there for the ride that like you're calling your game plans based upon him and you're not allowed to. And I think this is probably what you mentioned before and why it showed this cowardness from Kyle Shanahan and not going for it a couple times on fourth down when he's inside the, uh, the Rams 45 because he's just so afraid that his quarterback is going to make a mistake. And that's all we're waiting for. And honestly, no one is going to be like, oh, this team is a Jimmy G away from making a serious playoff run, right? We all think that if the Steelers got good uh, quarterback play that they are a, a Super Bowl contending team. But are we sure if Jimmy G's their quarterback that they're there? Like, no. Like, who wants this guy? No one. Bubba. He,
2: and again, I will point out that before his career in radio uh, broadcasting and production, Bubba was uh, <laughs> an NFL executive and scout. And so no one understands the intricacies of quarterback play better than you. If you're the, the Pittsburgh Steelers right now, would you rather have next year as your starter Jameis Winston or Jimmy G? <clears throat> Jameis Winston. Hambo, Jameis Winston or Jimmy G? I would take Jameis Winston. Pains yeah. me to say. You would go Winston over Garoppolo. I would. I think I would too.
0: If 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 the 49ers had drafted Mac Jones, he would have
2: been their quarterback yesterday. Do
0: you think they would have? Been, do you think they would have won the game yesterday? Oh, absolutely. So the 49ers are in the Super Bowl. They opt to draft Mac Jones instead of Trey Lance.
2: Hell yes. How bad must Trey Lance be? I mean, what, yes, what, yes, what he the is. hell is going on? <laughs> now, in fairness to him, that's a guy who played like 17 games of Division II college football. So it wasn't a surprise that he was going to take some time to come along. But at some point, you got to wonder why the rookie wasn't out there to at least give it a go with what we watched. All right, we're throwing open the phones right now to you at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888 uh, 729 Your hot takes, as we always do on these Mondays.
4: Greeny,
1: the podcast.
4: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do.
2: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Quickly, before we go on to uh, the calls here, did you all see Peyton Manning on, on uh, SNL on Saturday night? This was a great weekend of stuff to watch. We had really good basketball here. Um, so Friday night, I was here for the NBA. Saturday night, I was here for the NBA, and we had the Nets and the Warriors did you see Kyrie Irving play Saturday night? Was brilliant. He was un- – did you mm-hmm. see that game, Nuno? My vice president of basketball yeah. insight. Kyrie was ridiculous.
0: Harden didn't play, right? That, Harden that did the, not play. Okay, he, a, he, has a,
2: he has a strained hand. Well, don't we all? Which we found out like five minutes before the game that he wasn't <laughs> oh, going to play. Gosh. That didn't go over real big with my crew. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, but whatever. As it turned out, you know, Harden's a really good player, but he's not that much fun to watch. Kyrie is fun to watch. That was a great game. Someone tells Steve Nash you're allowed to challenge a call in the NBA now. He obviously doesn't know that. But anyway, we had that. And then you got Peyton Manning on Saturday night on SNL, and he's hilarious. Then I woke up yesterday and watched Nadal. Did you watch the Nadal match? That was so fun. That was unreal. Nadal winning a slam yesterday. Uh, he beats to nil. Medvedev comes from two sets down to do it. Has he the, has the match on his racket, serving for the match in the fifth set, and gets broken. And at that point, I said to Stace, he's done. There's no way he wins. And, of course, typical greenie KOD. He then winds up winning 7-5. An unbelievable performance to now break a tie he had with Federer and Djokovic to have 21 slams, which is the most all-time. So that's an unbelievable match. Then you got some time to kill, a little workout, whatever it is you want to do. And then we got the two great football games. So this was a great, great weekend for me. Uh, and now let's see how it was for you. The hot takes are ready to roll. 888-SAY-ESPN is my number. See how we do. Bubba, who's first?
1: First up, we have Jeffrey.
2: All right, Jeffrey, give me a hot take.
3: Hey, Greeny. First thing I want to say is big fan of the show. Second thing I want to say is I'm sorry that you're a Jets fan. It's not too late to become a Bills fan. With that said, I just wanted to say the Chiefs dynasty, or quote-unquote dynasty, is over. It is finito. Mahomes is getting paid $32 million next year, something crazy like that. Not to mention, it's only going to go up from there. Orlando Brown's a free agent, and they have some guy by the name of Justin Herbert in the division, and I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Rodgers went there as well. So I want to hear your take on that.
2: So Rodgers, Herbert, let's see what they wind up doing in Vegas. I'm a Derek Carr fan. Mm. Yeah, that, if, if they get Rodgers, it's the best division in the sport by far, and we'll see what happens. Do, do I think Mahomes will win another championship in his career? I, If I had to bet on it, I would bet he does. Do I think he winds up winning five? I do not. I think setting the bar at seven is unrealistic. Brady has set a bar that no one's going to get to in our lifetime. Let's put the bar where it was. Montana and Bradshaw at four. Is there anyone playing right now, Hembo, who will get to that? we Will get to four?
0: Just based upon the odds, I'll say no for sure. If I would have to guess, if, if I had to pull a name out of thin air, I would say Joe Burrow today because I think, he, I think he's going to win in two weeks and I think... What they're building there is something special. And I think I agree with the caller. What, what has happened to the Kansas City Chiefs is that it's already too late for them. I'm an Eagles fan. I got to see Andy Reid take four consecutive teams to the NFC Championship game. They went to one Super Bowl, won none. We, we saw the Chiefs do the exact same thing here, except they won one. So that obviously covers up a lot of the blemishes. But I think they're, I think they're trending downward. I really do.
2: I, I, I would bet Mahomes wins another one. I wouldn't bet on more than that. If I, Okay, so let's do this. No no, I know you're screening calls, but if you have it, if I put the over-under on remaining Super Bowl wins, take out the one he's already won. One and a half is the over-under on how many more Super Bowls Mahomes wins from here. You go over or under? Under. Under one and a half. You too? I'm
0: definitely taking the under.
2: He's 26 years
0: old. His age is not what's my concern. It's just how hard it is to win two championships in a salary-capped league.
2: Baba, one and a half, over or under on Mahomes?
1: I'm going to go under as well.
2: Wow. I don't know. I I think I'd be inclined to go over, but I'm an idiot. The hell do I know? Uh, Bubba, who's next?
1: Let's talk to Steven. All right,
2: Steven, you're on ESPN radio. Give me a hot take.
1: Hey guys, long time listener, big fan.
0: My hot take is in two weeks, the Bengals will win the Super Bowl, and we are witnessing the
3: birth of the Bengals dynasty this year.
2: Uh, Look, I love it. I did an episode of, I have a show on ESPN plus, um, then we did an episode um, about, oh, the show's called Better Days. And we, it's, it's about gambling and gamblers and stories that they tell. And our first season, you can go to ESPN Plus and watch it. I did a story about a crazy Bengals fan. I guess I'll give away one of the things in it here if, it's, if it'll attract you to watch it. He said that if they lost another game, it was one of these years that they started out like oh, in 11 I think it was that he was going to go, he owned a little restaurant slash bar, that he was going to live on the roof until they won a game. <laughs> and he wound up living up there for three months because they started 0-11. And, oh. and I interviewed him. It's a terrific episode of that show. You should watch Better Days anyway. I love that show. I, I, it's so much fun. You know, each episode is like 15, 16 minutes. The one with him, Stacey says, is her favorite. He's a terrifically uh, uh, appealing person. And at the end of it, I can tell you when uh, I did the interview, because they had just drafted Burrow, I said, how confident do you feel? And he said, he looked at me, he goes, I believe Joe Burrow is going to be a wonderful asset to the Bengals organization. I felt so good for that guy when I saw them win yesterday. Not Burrow, I mean the guy in the episode. Go, go look up Better Days and watch this guy and think how happy he must be right now. He drives a big party bus. He, he drives the Bengals party bus. They go to every home game. He, he's, he's, a, he's a character. So do I think they're a dynasty? Okay, one and a half is the over-under on Burrow championships from this point forward, Hembo. Over-under.
0: From this point forward, I'm going to say over. I'm going to say he wins
2: two or more. Nuno, over-under one and a half championships for Burrow. Uh, under. Bubba, over-under. Under. Wow.
0: Are we sure this team is even that good that he just took to the Super Bowl?
2: This well, team, that's part team. of the question is are you convinced you can make a you can turn a franchise into a dynasty in Cincinnati?
0: When they have Joe Burrow on their ro- on a rookie contract, you have a good chance to win the Super Bowl every single year for the remainder of it. They
2: got really good players they there. They do. You mm-hmm. know, you know who remembers it is Collinsworth. I mean we've had Chris on here many times. He's doing the super Chris Collinsworth uh-huh. is broadcasting the Super Bowl that has them in it. Oh, <coughs> Which is great. And I would guess Boomer, does he do the radio? Does Boomer still do the radio, uh Nuno? Does he still do the Wherever no, he, Westwood won, Warner or wherever or they, what's that? He it's doesn't, a,
3: Kurt, a Kurt Warner now.
2: Oh, Boomer doesn't do it anymore. Okay, because I was to say, otherwise you would have the two Bengals. They've been in two Super Bowls. They played San Francisco both times. They lost both games. Both were close. The second one was heartbreaking. That's the John Taylor touchdown. So really good. Um, I'm thrilled for them. I'm thrilled for him. Chris will be excited. See if we can get Collinsworth this week, Nuno. Give him a call. Next week he'll be nuts, but maybe this week he'll have a couple of minutes. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next?
1: We got John.
2: All right, John, you're on with us. Give us a hot take.
1: The Bengals are what we wanted to believe the Browns would be.
2: Is that the sweetest thing in the world? If you're a Bengals fan, I mean, that's a a real rivalry, right? I, I still remember Sam Weich, who was the coach of the Bengals at the time. Fans, I think, were throwing stuff on the field. And he got on the microphone and said, don't do that. We are not Cleveland. Like, they hate each other. And the Browns were supposed to be this team. There is one idiot that I know who picked the Browns to make the Super Bowl this year. Hmm. You know who that is? Does it ring a bell? That was me. (laughs) I picked the Browns to go to the Super Bowl. And we had a caller early in the season say the Bengals are going to win their division. And I laughed at him. So he who laughs first is an idiot. So I am both a genius and an idiot. Both things can be true.
0: Excluding the quarterbacks.
2: Yeah. Which
0: roster is better?
2: I think the Browns roster is better. So do I. I mean... So do I. They don't have OBJ anymore, actually. Like, when they had OBJ and Jarvis Landry... like When you're rolling off names, Mm -hmm. you would have put him there. But I tell you what, they're not better than Jamar Chase. I would take Jamar Chase over any of them right
0: now. If Joe Burrow played behind that offensive line, he would have thrown 60 touchdowns. Oh, that's
2: a good point. Their offensive line is really good. The Bengals' offensive line is terrible. Number 30. If he had two running backs like that... (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Um... He's got Jamar Chase. He's got a good defense. Mm-hmm. They've got good receivers. I mean, all those guys are pretty good. Higgins is pretty good. Boyd is pretty good. they got good players. Still- they had Ozama. They lose their tight end at mm-hmm. the very beginning of the game. That's right. By the way, I never did. How bad is that? Do we know? I did not see. Is, is he? There's no way he's playing in the Super Bowl. Right? He looked. He was crying. He was crying like a man who had a torn ACL, yeah. unfortunately. So that's brutal. He's a really important part of that team. Greenie on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next?
1: Next up, we have Connor.
2: Connor, give me a hot take. Uh, Hey, Green, my hot take is that uh, none of these young quarterbacks will ever reach Brady's level because they take too much money. Well, that's for sure. I mean, there are are any number of reasons why they won't. (laughs) That's not the only reason. The primary reason is that, as I've said many times, no one gets rich betting on things to happen that have never happened before. Brady is an outlier. He's an anomaly. I believe we will all go to our graves not seeing another quarterback win seven championships. Now, the money is a big part of it. The money is a part of it. He always took less. And as a result, they always had the ability. We would sometimes crush the Patriots and Bill for not using that money on stars. You know, they got Moss, but they got Moss cheap. They, 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 well, they got Randy. Randy was, he was uh, people thought he was on his way out of the league in Oakland. He was washed up. He was a problem, all that. He went there. He should have been the MVP of the league in '07 or whatever year that was. But what Bill did was he spread it around. He spread that money around, and they just had a ton of really good players. That's where I came up with my thing, which the Rams are kind of disproving. To be a great football team, you don't need to have great players. You need to have, like, one or two great players and then a ton of good ones. And that's what the Patriots did for 20 years. They had Brady and a few other great ones, and they had a ton of good ones. And part of that is the salary, right?
0: Yes, but what the Patriots did should be impossible given the salary cap. It really should be. Well,
2: one of the reasons is because the quarterback usually takes up so much of the salary. And in
0: none of his six championship seasons there did he rank in the top 10 in any of those. And 40% of his earnings with the Patriots came via signing bonuses. So he was all in with the front office.
2: Yeah, he got it. And in the end, he understood that there would be more benefit down the line. And there is something to be said for being the winningest quarterback of all time, even if he wasn't married to Bunch and He's already made hundreds of millions of dollars, and he stands to make as much money as he wants to for the rest of his life anyway. Being Tom Brady is a pretty lucrative thing to be. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Who's next?
1: Next, we have Ryan.
2: All right, Ryan, give us a hot take. Hey, Greeny, my hot take today, it's uh, I think uh, Jim Harbaugh is on his way
0: to Minnesota. Whether that's a good thing or not, I don't know. But uh, I guess he's got to work out Kirk Cousins' contract first. But what but do you that, guys think?
2: That does seem to be the case. I got some notes from Jeremy Fowler as we were coming on the air here. And, look, like, today's just not the day to get into this other stuff. But it does sound like the Vikings and Harbaugh have some mutual interest. And here's the other thing. When Jim has allowed this to sit out there so long, it's going to impact his recruiting in Michigan. It has to. So the fact that he hasn't put the kibosh on this talk suggests to me he's going. So whether it's ultimately Minnesota, Miami, or somewhere else, I believe he is going to the NFL.
0: And his interest in Minnesota, which Jeremy reported, indicates to me he thinks Aaron Rodgers is gone. Right? You're not taking the Minnesota job if you think Aaron Rodgers is going to sign a contract extension there, do you?
2: It's an interesting question. I hadn't thought that. I think everyone thinks I have gotten multiple notes. I'm not a reporter, so I don't sit up here trying to give you no. Know, there was a time in my life I was a reporter. I was a decent one, not a great one. Um, I'm not a reporter. Bobby can lose the music. Thank you, everybody, for the calls. I'm not a reporter, but I have had multiple people that, whose opinions I value send me notes over the last week that say, Greeny, Rogers is gone. I mean, remove from in your. they're trying to help me in my job. And they're like, Greeny, when you're sitting on your radio show and TV like speculating about the future, take he might stay in Green Bay out of it. Hmm. Like, and these are, these are multiple people, and they're people whose opinion I value. Now, please, under no circumstances should anyone interpret that to say, Greeny is reporting, Rogers has gone. I don't have any knowledge of this whatsoever. I haven't talked to Rogers about it. And I haven't talked to anybody about it. But I'm telling you, people who would be in a position to know this stuff, multiple have told me. Forget that. Mm. That's, that's not on the list of things that might happen here. So if I know that, Harbaugh knows that. that,
0: yeah, no is what
2: I'm trying to say. So does that make some sense to me? Yeah. And then that becomes the worst division in the NFL. Uh, you, take, you take Aaron Rodgers off the Packers. If the starting quarterbacks in that division become Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, Justin Fields, and Jordan Love, <laughs> right? That's, that's the right. four quarterbacks. Well,
0: Kirk Cousins is a, is a Pro Bowl alternate, Greeny.
2: Which is astonishing. (laughs) I mean, Joe Burrow wasn't in the Pro Bowl this year, or isn't in the Pro. He wouldn't play in it anyway. But he wasn't wasn't named a Pro Bowler this year, so you can't buy everything into that. no, No, definitely not. But I mean, every other division has at least one really good quarterback, right?
0: And the Vikings roster, by the way, is in much better shape than San Francisco's was when he took that team over. They had like eight or nine straight years of, of non-winning seasons. No, I mean, they have a, better weapons yeah, than was, almost anybody. For
2: sure. They have Phelan and Jefferson and Cook.
0: They're going to win 10 or 11 games if Harbaugh is their coach next year.
2: What'd they win this year? Like seven or eight?
0: Eight, nine, nine, and eight. Yeah. There are 500 teams.
2: Uh, They they could do more than that. Yeah, the division becomes very winnable. We'll see what Chicago is under Matt Eberflus. (laughs) And uh, I don't know why I can't say that without laughing. Good luck to Matt. I don't know him. I never met him. They fired Ryan and Matt and then hired Ryan and Matt (laughs) (laughs) in Chicago, which is uh, irrelevant, but interesting. (laughs) And it's coincidental without being important. But we'll see. Yes, I think that if if, if and when Rodgers leaves, that becomes the worst division in the sport. All right, congratulations to the Rams. Congratulations to the Bengals, champions of their respective conferences. We'll see them in the Super Bowl. And we'll see you tomorrow on ESPN Radio.